I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional, Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Kitchen Confessions. Happy Monday, everybody. Today is 420, and it is also Earth Week. Big things happening this week. (laughs) (laughs) So we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen in on our conversation. We hope you all had a wonderful weekend. And on Self-Care Sunday, we're able to do something for yourself, maybe that you hadn't been able to do before, or maybe hadn't had the time for, or maybe just something completely new that you were able to enjoy uh, that wasn't a part of your business or anything going out in the big scary world, but just that you were able to invest in yourself. And also, hopefully you were able to help somebody else too, because right now there are certainly a lot of people that need our help. Now, I know it's been a little while since we've had a kitchen confession. We've Last week was pretty busy for us with our with several episodes. Um, and uh, as a quick note, one of the episodes that came out was with Mike from Jetro and Associates about taxes and um, or about the COVID financial assistance coming out from the small business loans. Um, by the time we had released that, a lot of that information actually ended up being pretty dated, mostly because the SBA loans ran out of money. And so several things that he had mentioned in there as far as there being time and how to put together an application and packet, some of that information still applies, but we are going to be bringing Mike back on to talk about what we can all be doing as we wait for those things and how we can make sure to pull the trigger whenever those oppor- whenever that opportunity does come back. And it just goes to show how fast everything is moving these days. And I know that those programs had a lot tied up in them and that there is hope that there will be funding put back into them so that they can continue to provide loans and assistance to small businesses that need it because it really seems like the ones that were able to get it or the majority of those tend to be the larger small businesses that maybe had dedicated people that could work on those applications and get them in first thing. So I know we've been seeing on some Facebook groups and hearing from other pet business owners that they've received them, and that's awesome. We've also seen people reporting that they've had their loan applications in, but denied because there's no money left. How that looks going forward is still going to be seen, but like I said, uh, we are wanting to have Mike back on to maybe talk through a few of those steps for us. Many of us are in the situation where we are still trying to do work. For our business, whether that is on the computer, getting uh, digitally organized, or whether that is calling customers or working on mailing things or whatever that looks like for you, you may still be trying to accomplish work and do things from your home when you used to have an office. I know that doesn't apply to everybody, but many of us are in that situation where we used to have some place to go, a dedicated place to do our work and run our business, and now we don't have that. What does it look like to actually work from home for you? What does it actually look like to work from home? I have a few pieces of advice that I would like to give for those of you who are working through that mess. And the first one is to have a dedicated place in your home, whether that is a small corner in a room, whether that is a specific desk at a dining room table, or if that is an office that you set up in a spare bedroom. But have a place where you know that when you sit down there, that is where work is going to happen. 
if you are able to work wherever, whenever, wonderful, good for you. I know I am not like that. I need some structure in my life. And so one of the ways that I do that is by having a dedicated desk for doing our business work. I would also recommend setting your daily schedule. That's something that we talked about very early on as far as how to survive being in your home and with not a whole lot going on. But if you are continuing to try and run your business and do some work from home, have a set schedule of when you're going to quote unquote clock in and when you're going to clock out. Yeah, it's very easy since we're home a lot now to just not have that schedule and to just go get a snack from the fridge or watch a TV show here and there. Or to have, or to look up and have your entire day just bled through with work where you never actually stopped. You just found yourself working the entire day. I can be guilty of that. (laughs) (laughs) I think something else to consider and that goes along with that is and this is hard, this is really hard for this, is to still get dressed in the morning, to still get into some sort of different outfit than your sleep clothes. This psychologically puts you in a different mindset and allows you to start engaging in a different way with the world around you, with the tasks that you have at hand. Well, and also with that, people recommend not having your workspace in your bedroom or Mm -hmm. the same place where you sleep because it does mess with your mind and because you need to have a separation between, no, this is where I sleep, this is where I work, and they are not the same. Right. And that's really hard right now when we are all home and we don't have a lot of space around us to maintain that difference between your bedroom. They say bedrooms are only for two things and work is not one of them. I will say that. I mentioned getting dressed helps you focus on tasks. Now on tasks, that involves staying organized and writing down what you have to do that day. We are used to being in an environment where when we were at work, having busyness around us constantly. And so we kind of just got in the habit of organizing and writing things down as we needed that. That's not really a a muscle that we are flexing very much these days. So I encourage you to still sit down in the morning, write out tasks or write things down as they come in. Because on one hand, our brains are fantastic at being creative. On the other hand, our brains are terrible at remembering things. Um, I, I always say, I'm not writing it down to remember it now. I'm writing it down to remember it later because that's whenever I need it. And if, especially for tasks, that can also help motivate you as you check them off to keep checking them off. Megan is a very big checklist person. Yes, type A right here. <laughs> So I know those kind of things help her and they help me as well. I'm not as type A, but having those empty boxes really helps motivate me throughout the day. I just wanted to throw that out there, that topic of a few tips of how to actually work from home as we are all still kind of trying to find a new normal in all of this. And um, hopefully these kind of behaviors and these kind of tools that we are all working on right now and developing will be beneficial moving forward so that maybe you don't have to go in as often when the time comes to open everything back up, or you can be more productive when you do need to be at home in the future. Now, I know a lot of those steps don't apply to everybody. Again, like I said, many of us, many of us were already working out of our homes and many of us were already working on the go and didn't have a dedicated place to go or do work in. But 
Hopefully now we can spend some time working on some good behaviors and some good processes that we can get into place so that we can be more productive at home and more productive on the go. So since we are all stuck in our homes right now and working from home, you may be having others around you that might get on your nerves. (laughs) I feel like I'm being talked to right now. No, not at all. (laughs) So I wanted to bring up the topic of working while there are other people around and kind of working together. So I wanted to talk about that, about if you have a family or a significant other, how do you kind of manage your work time, but also your family time? And I think you brought up a good point of having a dedicated space so that you can, you know, close the door or draw a blind or whatever you have set up and say, this is my work time, please back off. And not everybody's going to have that. There's going to be a lot of interaction. I mean, I even know that when we're here working at home now, you know, we've got kids and they're running in and out. So I know those distractions and those kind of interactions are still going to be there. But when you are working with somebody, and I'm just going to use Megan and I as an example here, we are both working together on the same task to run our pet sitting business and this podcast. And this podcast. And as such, we both are trying to do a lot of the same things, and that doesn't always work out. And I know very early on in our marriage, we had to recognize that we had very different strengths and very different weaknesses. And thankfully, there's a lot of overlap there. Yeah, my weaknesses are your strengths, and your strengths are my weaknesses. That is a difficult thing to work through, having to admit your weaknesses and having to acknowledge somebody's strengths that where they are better and there is I'm not gonna say better I'm gonna say where they are stronger than you are Megan is very organized very Megan is very task oriented Megan is very detail oriented in all of her work I am not I I tend to be a very just that's close enough that's good enough kind of person and so Megan really challenges me to do those things to really check my spelling to check posts before they go out. And so you, Colin, are an extrovert and I am not. And so in social situations or just in general, whether it's online or in public, you kind of pull me into those situations and help me to engage better with people, Um, especially with this podcast. Like I never would have done this on my own. And so... (laughs) We are, you know, working as a team and it's not all butterflies and roses all the time, but Mm-mm. but we make it work. Yeah, you said it. We're a team. We both have the same goal. And so regardless of what happens throughout the day, I trust that Megan has our business and this podcast, the best interests for that at her heart in her motives and when she's working and when she's asking for things to be done with that. I have to trust. I have to know that. And so when you are working with somebody, when you're working with somebody else, especially if they're a significant other, trust that they have your best interests at heart, your business best interests at heart. And and that's something, something you have to just have on the table at all times and know as a foundation, regardless of what happens, that's, that's key. Now that can be broken and getting that back is not easy and takes a lot of time. Also, I want to say that 
it took Megan and I a long time. And very early on, we did have to seek some help in working through a lot of our differences and expectations just for our marriage. And I was so thankful that we went through that because now that we are running a business and married, we have two different hats. We are spouses and we are co-business owners. And those titles mix an awful lot. Yeah. Right. And we have to know when it's time to take off the business hat and be a spouse. I think you're a lot better at that than I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, it's but it's not it's not easy. Right? right. It's not and I don't think that's just a personality thing. I think that's a practice thing and that's just a comfortability thing. Like there's a lot that goes into that. And what makes it even more difficult is when you are together and running a business, you have to still treat each other like you're in a business. But no, and you feel you feel free to dis- disagree with things, feel free to point out things, and then take off those hats and immediately pick up and put on those spousal hats and leave all that business stuff at the door. Because business doesn't, shouldn't impact the relationship. Which, you know, we mix a lot. We mix a lot. We try to set limits on that kind of thing, but some days you just can't. I know our situation is unique where we are married and running the business in this podcast together. But if you have, you want to go into business with your friend, maybe, or bring them on for help. Yeah, Auntie M talked about that in episode 40 a couple weeks ago. Yeah, she did discuss that and the importance of communicating clear, defined expectations and revisiting those often throughout. Right. One more point that I wanted to bring up is that with all of this COVID-19 stuff going on, and when countries and states start opening back up again, people are going to want to go on vacation. Um, And there has kind of been this mentality of like, that basically People will want to go on vacation a lot and it will kind of open the floodgates for everybody. But I'm not quite sure that that is what's going to happen. Obviously, you need to be prepared for that if that's the case. But honestly, I think that people are going to be a little timid and a little nervous to go on vacations again. They might travel within your state or within your your area that you're in. But I think you know, domestic travel within the United States and especially international travel is going to take a while to recover. And so we are all very excited and ready, (laughs) very ready for it to get back to normal and how it was. But I I think it's going to be a, a slow progression back to where we were before. If you had a lot of clients that if if the foundation of your business was tied to people traveling for leisure. Right. If you did a lot of boarding or house sitting, like daycares are fine for the most part. Should probably pick back up quickly as people are allowed to go back into work. Right. But yeah, having a having a cautiously optimistic view of the future of just how steep that recovery slope is going to be um, on the back end. Right. It was... Going into this was a very steep decline, but I think it's going to be a a slow uphill progression coming out of it. Or it may not. And let's hope for the not, but just being prepared for both scenarios, whichever way it comes about. And as we look to be prepared for how to operate our businesses and tools and things that we can be 
learning about, one of the things that I know Megan and I are really interested in uh, has this year was to attend some conferences. And well, the start to the year has been a little difficult to do that, um, but there's one still going on in September. Yeah, the International Boarding and Pet Services Association is having a conference at the end of September in Orlando, Florida, which I'm very excited to go to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Megan and I have been talking about possibly trying to go to that this year to both attend the sessions and the talks and walk through the expo center there uh, and also uh, do some recordings and some podcasts and live interviews there and to discuss about how to apply that to our businesses and just what that experience is like. So if you are thinking about going or you are already registered, please let us know. You can call us on our voicemail. It's 636 Three six four eight two six zero. I'm so glad you have that memorized because I don't. <laughs> or you can send a DM on Instagram or Facebook. So that's all we have for this episode of Kitchen Confessions. On Wednesday, we are going to talk more about organization with Savannah, the savvy sitter. And on Friday, we are going to be talking about dog training with an interview. Yeah, we're bringing on Kara from the Doggy Spot, and we wanted to bring her on to discuss what are some skills, what are some certifications, what are some kind of trainings that we can be looking to right now in this downtime to add to our resume and possibly add services or just become better and more equipped moving forward.